Welcome to another PI World podcast. This is an audio-only version offered as another way to enjoy our great content. A full video version can be seen on piworld.co.uk, where you can find many more videos of interest to investors. Welcome, everyone. Joining me today is Chris Welsh, our CFO, and we'll both take you through the presentation on our half-year results. Um, I'll do a uh, short introduction, and Chris will take us through the finance uh, numbers, and I'll uh, finish off with commercial operation elements at the end. I thought it'd be quite useful, just as a reminder to people who are new to the Apple storage, I'll pick out a few highlights. Just to really clear the market that we compete in is supplying all the retailers and grocers in the UK. I did read somewhere that we were re-entering the away from home market. We're clearly not doing that. But one thing that has changed in the market over the last four or five years is the number of competitors that we have. So uh, there are now um, uh, th- uh, there are three private label manufacturers in our sales, Vepa and Sofidel. Uh, and we have about 90% of that of that particular market between the three of us. And then if I include Kimberly Clark and, and Essity, uh, that completes the, the, the total UK market uh, of manufacturers of any size. Uh, and clearly now Acryl is a, is a major player in that market. Um, the private label sector is still continuing to grow. It's still taking market share from, uh, from the brands. And we certainly don't see that slowing down. Certainly with the cost of living crisis, uh, we're continuing to see our market uh, grow, um, grow very well indeed. We've seen some quite significant changes in the business. Our headcount over the last number of years on a like-for-like basis has dropped from just under 700 people. And on a like-for-like basis, we're now under 300. If I include the acquisitions, we've got employees today of just over 400 people. And I'll come to the cost of living and salary increases at the end. But with the investments that we've made in our organisation, we know we're now one of the lowest cost producers in the UK. We have some of the best service levels with the retailers. And we're also really pleased with the level of engagement that we now achieve with all of our employees as an organisation. And you can also see the level of improvement that we've seen. And this has been driven by the automation programme that we've completed And if we look forward now on how much spare capacity we've got as a group, it's probably between 20 and 25% spare capacity. And ongoing capital as an organisation is between three to four million pounds, so relatively modest going forward as a group. So the cash generation for the business as we look forward looks very strong indeed. So just as a summary of the first half of this year, you'll see there that the private label, as I said earlier, has continued to grow. We've continued to grow with that. And over this full year, we expect our volumes to continue to grow in line with our expectations. EBITDA was up again, up by 44%, driven by improved margins, margins of return back to pre-pandemic levels. And Chris will give more of a flavor of that in a moment. Uh, Revenues were down as expected. We've been proactive at going to the retailers. As we've seen our input costs drop, I know from my commercial experience that if you are proactive with the retailers uh, on 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 costs as they as they fall, you keep control over the margins, and that's really important to us as a group. Um, but we've seen some uh, significant wins in the first half, which will positively impact us in the second half, and certainly into full year twenty five, which we're really we're really pleased with as a group. 
And another area that we've been growing over the last couple of years is our own tertiary brands. And today they account for 20% of our total revenue. Net debt continues to fall. And again, Chris will give you a flavor of where that will end at the end of this year. And we're also particularly pleased around our wet wipe sales up again, 33% in the half year. And we'll see some quite dramatic growth in our John Dale business over the next 18 months with known wins. So we're very pleased at how that business has come into our organization and the opportunities we've got. And then finally, as a, a bit of a summary, we've installed a pocket pack line into our facial tissue business and brought that volume that we were outsourcing outside of the UK into our UK operations. So I'll pass over to Chris, who will take you through uh, some of the financial numbers and some of the ridges. Over to you, Chris. Thanks, Gareth. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, welcome to the session. Just a, a summary of the financial position. Starting off with revenue, as Gareth mentioned earlier, we've seen a step back in total revenue on a like-for-like -like comparison for the half year 23, where we saw around 120 million in revenue stepping down to 100 million for the half year 24. Primarily, that relates to an easing of inflationary pressure that the business saw coming through in late FY22 and throughout FY23, whereas we've seen our raw material prices ease, we've proactively engaged with our customers to manage their pricing down as well. But what that has meant is that as we've managed those commercials strongly, as pricing has eased, is that we've recovered our gross profit margins up to around the 27% mark versus 18% in the comparative period. And that brings us back in line with historic pre-pandemic, relatively normal levels of gross profit margin. At a profit level, at adjusted EBITDA, strong results for the business returning in excess of 10 million for the half year 24, up some 44% versus the half year 23. And that represented a, a strong EBITDA margin of an excess of 10% versus around 6% in the comparative. Touching on net debt, I've got a bridge that will split this out later, but pleased to say that the business continues to manage down its leverage with the gross numbers there of a 25.5 million net debt closing at the end of half year 24, down by 5 million for the comparative. Um, a bridge demonstrating our profitability growth moving from, as I mentioned earlier, just over 7 million for an adjusted EBITDA result for closing out the full year 23 through to 10.2 million for closing the first half of FY24. As Gareth mentioned, what we've seen is a step down in pricing, but that has largely been offset by volume growth wins and then allowed us to grow margins as paper costs and raw material costs have eased coming in, recovering those gross profit margins and then strong cost control after that to deliver a successful 10.2 million EBITDA. Just stepping back a little bit and showing some of the overarching trends in the financial overview, wanted to demonstrate the compounded annual growth that we've seen coming through in revenue versus where the business has been over the last five-year period, demonstrating an annual average growth rate of close to 5%, albeit acknowledging some step down in pricing from 23 into the first half of 22. And from an EBITDA perspective, just demonstrating the consistent growth in delivering strong EBITDA 
profit and drawing attention to a couple of key events around the business turnaround as a product of our strategic review and then some challenges that we faced during the war in Ukraine event where we were subject to significant inflationary pressure coming through the business. From a CapEx perspective, pleased to say that over the period 21 through to 23, the business successfully completed um, a 20 to 25 million investment into fully automating the core tissue business, as well as laying down some some new production lines in our facilities. Um, And that marked the end of the significant investment into into the core tissue business. And what we now see looking ahead is that we return to more like sustaining levels of capex of around three to four million moving forward, which should um, further enhance um, our cash uh, available for capital allocation decisions moving forward. Finally, just bridging out our net debt performance versus the, the closing of FY23, where we can see an improvement in net debt from 27 million down to 25.5 million for the closing half year. What that represented was a deleveraging of the business from around 1.7 times to 1.4 times. And what we're expecting to see in the business is a continuing trend that we've seen over the last couple of years as we head towards around one times levered for the closing of this year, FY24. In terms of usage of our cash, as we've touched on, strong generation on EBITDA. We've then had small levels of CapEx investment into production assets, like Gareth mentioned, with our pocket pack machine earlier. And then we've seen some additional cash requirement coming through on our interest paid, as we've seen inflation pressures coming through and the corresponding increase in interest rates associated with that. As we look ahead and see inflation starting to ease, we do anticipate Um, some easing of interest rates looking ahead, which again will drive further free cash flow for the business for capital allocation moving forward. So just a few slides on our commercial performance and our operational performance. I'll just cover the our our markets. So just as a reminder, as I said earlier, we are and remain one of the biggest suppliers now to virtually every grocer, retailer, discounter in the UK. There's only one retailer of note that we don't supply and are very confident over the next six to 12 months, we will rectify that one gap in our organization. But one of the things that we've seen improving in our business and growing significantly is our tertiary brands. So we have our elegant toilet roll range, our Magnum kitchen towel, our softy facial tissue and our Little Heroes wet wipe brands. All of them are in significant growth. All of these products give us a margin improvement, and we're seeing some fantastic growth areas across all of these parts of our business. It's an area that we see that will continue to grow, and I'll also touch on how this works with our licensed product in a moment. We've also continued to see some significant growth in our Oceans direct-to-consumer brand, and we use this route to market as almost a test bed for other products as well. So we've been trialing and testing the market with a laundry towel, which in effect replaces a a laundry detergent product. And what we're able to gather from our three and a half thousand direct subscriptions that we have currently is the reaction from those consumers about their view of a particular product. So we find it incredibly useful and it's something we're then able to scale and roll into the retailers. 
We're also really pleased with our John Dale uh, wet wipe business. Again, we've seen a further 33% growth in our wet wipe business. Uh, annualized sales in that business now is is just over 8 million revenue, up from, from around 2 million pounds when we first bought John Dale. Uh, and a new machine arrives in April, uh, and we've got a very strong pipeline that we're very confident of growing that business to uh, plus 30 million over the next 18 months. Uh, via uh, the retailer contacts that we uh, that we've got, we also entered into a new agreement with another large consumer business, FMCG Group. This particular product will launch in March 24. We've deliberately not announced who the FMCG business is or the brand, uh, and that's no more complicated than we don't want to give our competition a head start. But the reaction from the retailers who have all signed uh, non-disclosure agreements has been absolutely fantastic. So we are very excited around this particular development for us. Uh, Expands the growth for the organisation into the consumer sector. And then uh, something that perhaps some of you don't realise, but every six months, an independent organisation runs a survey for us to see how our customers feel that we are performing and the last round of reaction gave Acrela a plus 8 out of 10 score. 8.25 was the actual result. Industry average is 7.75. And we have the highest score than any other tissue business in the UK. So we're particularly pleased with that. And that is really is a reflection of the performance of the group as a whole in our service levels to the retailers. So as a reminder, all the capital investment in our business is now very much behind us. As I said earlier, the ongoing capital in the business is three to four million pounds. We've seen a step up again in operational performance across all of our sites with some highlights at Leyland. Our wet white business again has improved by almost 25% per head. The service levels in the business remain excellent. We are either number one or number two in all FMCG businesses that supply the retailers. And we're also particularly pleased, again, with our health and safety standards. We've gone uh, over three years in our Flint site and almost four years uh, in our Leicester site. Absenteeism remains um, exceptional. I've always believed less than 2% is world class and our absenteeism levels are are 1.3. And uh, we also have uh, independent retail and manufacturing audit scores and all of our sites now are AA rated, uh, which, again, we are particularly pleased about. So there's a couple of slides on some of the investments that we've made. We thought it'd be really useful for people to understand, first of all, what hurdles we have for our investment program. What, you know, what businesses do we look at? Why do we look at certain businesses? And highlighted here is just the John Dale organization. And one of the things that we have realized probably over the last 18 months is that the most valuable thing that Acrel has is access now to virtually every retailer in the UK. And we know that we're able to scale businesses pretty quickly. And the John Dale business is a good example of that. As I said earlier, the revenue in wet wipes when we bought the business was around £2 million. Today, it's got a run rate of over eight. And we are very confident of delivering over £30 million with a wet wipe business. In a market that's valued at around £500 million in size, we are now really confident that we can grow our truly flushable water industry approved white business to over 30 million pretty quickly. And we also give you some idea of what the return on investment was at LTC and our facial tissue business when we combine that with John Dale. 
So we wanted to share the, you know, the sort of levels of how well we are using our money and what drives the organization and what the decisions are that we make to give us the right levels of return. So it, it sort of moves nicely onto Seven Delta. Seven Delta adds to our product range whilst they produce a wide range of different wipes. The areas that interested us the most was their disinfectant wipes. And we will roll their range of products again into our existing retailer portfolio. When we bought the business, the revenue was £5 million. The multiple we paid was just over three times. And the operational synergies that we expect to deliver for the business, which quite simply is just procurement benefits uh, and the cost of that business then drops to one and a half times. We've not assumed any additional growth in our synergy numbers initially, but we've already uh, very confident of doubling the size of this business very quickly indeed. Because of our, um, as I said, our our link into the retailers, um, we've we've had a great deal of, of interest from, uh, from, from a large number of them uh, to, con- to increase our range of products that we'll supply into, uh, into that group. Uh, so really excited about it. We expect the levels of return to be better than John Dale. And it's a business that we know we'll be able to integrate pretty quickly. So if I look forward into the rest of this year and into full year 25, we already upgraded our numbers in November of last year for this year, where we expected our uh, EBITDA returns to be at least 21 million, revenues to be north of 200 million. And in this RNS, uh, we also upgraded our full year 25 numbers to factor in the, uh, the 7 Delta acquisition. Uh, we are clearly uh, very pleased with the first half. Uh, but we also uh, go into the second half with a, with a lot of confidence. Um, it started very well, continued uh, strong margin um, uh, growth in the organization. Uh, and uh, we can see an acceleration in our cash generation uh, as our EBITDA continues um, uh, to progress. So very excited about, about next year uh, and this, at the end of this year. Uh, we will, uh, in the short to medium term, return back to um, the, the dividend list. It's something that we uh, and the board have been very keen that we, that we look at. Um, uh, and as we get closer to that, we'll uh, we'll we'll take guidance from our uh, our major shareholders. So look forward to the to this year and an into full year twenty five with a lot of confidence. Uh, and I will uh, I'll stop there and 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 open up for questions. I know there's a few already come in. First question, how much of the spare capacity will the new deal with the FMCG customer utilise? So um, the, uh, the, the the expectations are that we, we can see that part of our business growing pretty quickly. Uh, we've got some significant capacity available to us. Um, we, we've always said that, that this part of our organisation um, should generate between uh, 20 and £30 million pounds worth of revenue. Um, we're pretty confident that with this new uh, arrangement um, that will accelerate to there pretty quickly. Um, uh, the the total capacity we've got uh, we've got available to ourselves, including uh, wide reel manufacturing, probably equates to uh, seventy or eighty million pounds in 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 sterling terms. Um, so yeah, it, it's going to be around about um, 40 percent of our of our available capacity. And you talk of three to four million of capex expenditure, 
and you state 20% spare capacity. Some lines you're quoting 33% growth. At this rate, surely you'll require more capex as spare capacity reduces. Well, one of the things that 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 is positively impacting us, and yeah, you know, and and the reality about of our automation is we 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 haven't fully experienced yet the full benefit of our, the automation program that we've completed. Uh, we 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 did the the final site in Leyland uh, uh, about three months ago, and the benefits of all of that automation is continuing to flow through to us. So we're very confident that that the uh, any major capital in the organisation. Uh, probably won't be required for um, the next three to four years um, because of our improvements in general as, as, a, as a business. Um, so uh, unless there is something significant change in, in the UK market, um, we're pretty sure that, that the level of capital required in the core business over the next three to four years is around three to four million pounds. Uh, and, and, in, and in that capital program we have assumed that there would be one more machine coming in so we're confident that 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 with the um with the level of capacity we've got um uh, the monies we've talked about are correct um and you know and if it's not then then it's only a positive uh, piece of news to be honest you know if we're if we if we grow faster than we expect then um then i'm quite sure that uh, we as a board, we as an organisation, will be will be pleased to 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 be to be investing quicker than we expected. Um, it's certainly over the last uh, three or four years, the business has grown between six to eight uh, percent on a volume basis, uh, and we don't see any reason why uh, we won't continue that growth. The market is continuing continuing to grow, um, uh, so uh, you know we're really pleased with the position that the Acral organisation is in. So. Please, can you comment on the proposed mill development, particularly timing, cost, and funding arrangements? So, uh, uh, I'll, it, it's going to be quite a, a, a short response on the mill, only because I'm, I am, and Chris are in in the middle of, of of some final negotiations. The reason why there's not a detailed update on the mill is no more complicated than the most important element here at the moment is I get the negotiations of the final piece right. And what we won't do is 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 publicly negotiate um, uh, in a forum like this or in RNSs. Uh, I hope people understand that you know this is a very important part for the group, uh, and we've still got some uh, some options available to us. Uh, and uh, the individuals that we are that we are discussing that with, um, uh, we'll, we'll we'll we hope to conclude that in the next uh, couple of months. Timings-wise, it's exactly as we previously described. Uh, so it's the it's the middle uh, of 2025 to the end of 2025 when this will be operational. Uh, the costs remain uh, exactly the same as we previously um, uh, outlined to uh, to our shareholders and to forums like this. Um, the the timings haven't changed. The benefits to the group remain exactly the same. Uh, it makes a lot of sense to us as an organisation. Uh, and as soon as we've concluded the uh, the negotiations, we've got that bit right, we'll update the market. Uh, but we don't expect it to be a particularly uh, long period uh, from now until we conclude that uh, that final piece. Uh, but hopefully people understand that uh, it's not a great negotiation to do it publicly. And you've alluded to the dividend, but we have a question here. When will the dividend payment likely resume? 
Um, well, I think we we we've we've talked in in uh, directly to uh, to our investors on a face to face basis and on forums like this uh, that we that we want to do it in the in the short term. Um, I believe that our um, 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 brokers who who write on us in in Zeus and uh, and uh, and Shaw Capital that uh, I think uh, Shaw have that in uh, in full year twenty five as the year that that they can see that the 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 dividend would would start to return, um, and we don't think that's that that would be an inappropriate timescale. And what's the trend on pulp pricing at the moment? Um, well, uh, pulp pricing, and just so people are, you know, pulp pricing does not drive um, solely the tissue pricing, but I'll, I can cover pulp because it's a it's a, an indices that's freely available or available to most people. So we've seen a softening of pulp pricing uh, certainly over the last uh, twelve months. Um, Although I, I would say, you know, recently we've seen that 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 decline um, uh, uh, slow and 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 stop and stabilize, um, and we've seen pretty consistent tissue pricing over the last um, six to eight months. And we, in our assumption, we 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 believe that uh, tissue prices will remain pretty static over the next uh, six to eight months, um, with further um, capacity coming on stream. So. We don't expect to see large fluctuations in tissue pricing uh, going forward, um, and we also would expect then you know to see pulp prices being pretty stable as well. And can you talk us through the integration of Seven Delta and the time frame? So um, uh, we've 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 obviously owned Seven Delta for, for for less than a month. We had a very detailed um, synergy program ready uh, as and when the the, the acquisition was completed. Um, uh, the second of those meetings literally uh, is on is on Monday. Um, the, the 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 procurement synergies we expect to flow through pretty quickly. Um, the business is already uh, reporting uh, into into our normal structures. Um, uh, we have a very um, simplified, robust way that we manage our different sites, and and Seven Delta will will bolt into that um, pretty seamlessly. Uh, we expect to deliver the synergies pretty fast. Um, reaction from the retailers has been has been strong. Uh, as I said earlier, we've got we've already got a piece of work that we feel that will that will go into that organisation pretty quickly. Um, uh, the, the the business has a has a really strong management team running it on a day to day basis, um, and so we see it fitting into our organisation um, pretty quickly. Clearly, we've got big aspirations of, of of how much we can grow that group. Uh, it's got quite significant capacity with with a, with additional shifts available to it, and um, uh, and some uh, some exceptionally good assets uh, that we know we can we can scale. As I said earlier, um, we we we're already uh, briefed all of our sales teams. Uh, they are uh, in uh, detailed discussions with with retailers. We're aware that a number of of, uh, of organisations retailers are looking to bring um, a number of uh, wet wipe uh, sales back into the UK. A lot of uh, wet wipes get manufactured in in Israel and that region, um, and so there's a large number of retailers looking to move their their wet wipe volume back into the UK, which uh, we feel that we're in a really strong position with our John Dale offering and. And now with Seven Delta, we can uh, we can take a uh, we can we can benefit from. So it, we don't expect to take a long time. Um, it's a relatively small business that can fit into our organisation quickly. And with acquisitions, what's next? 
Um, well, we we. We, we, you know, we, we look at a lot of businesses. I, I, uh, I was asked this in one of the, you know, a number of the meetings with our shareholders. We, 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 we don't rush. You know, if, if we find the right, the right business that adds sensibly onto um, the, the product range that we've got. Um, you know, what's wonderful about the Seven Delta business is that the buyers in all of the retailers that we work with also buy um, uh, disinfectant wipes and the range of products that, that Seven Delta produce. So it's a really simple, easy bolt-on. It makes their life uh, significantly easier. It adds more uh, more product range to us. You know, we we absolutely expect our core business of toilet roll and kitchen towel to to, to continue to grow. Um, it, it, we're in a really strong position. You know, we continue to see the the brands in the UK um, decline. Uh, and we don't see any real change in in that market. Clearly, if the right uh, business came along that made sense to us, then then we've got the cash generation to um, to act. Uh, and uh, and if the if that comes along, then we'll we'll make that decision. But um, it, you know, we, we're not an organisation that's 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 rushing to buy the next uh, um, um, organisation. But if the right one comes along, we'll do it. And you discussed using a direct line to test new products with a large number of consumers. Are these testers individuals like families or retail organisations? So no, it's uh, so we we have about three and a half thousand um, subscribers on our on our oceans um, uh, website, and and what 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 the what the organisation does is it selects a, a a number of those with with different products that we trial, uh, get their re- initial reaction, uh, get their thoughts about some ideas that we've got, uh, and then we're able to take that data to the retailers and, and scale potentially that part of our business in, into the, uh, the the retailers that we already deal with, you know, and you'll start to see uh, our oceans product going into some of the retailers. Um, uh, so there's a variety of, of, of ways of us of, of getting reaction. Um, we know that that level of data then is is really powerful, and we're able to then share that with with different um, um, uh, key um, retailers that we deal with and grocers. And have export markets been opened? Um, you. you the, the, well, the easy answer to that is no, but you, but it, it works both ways. Really, you can't you you can't you can't ship in finished toilet roll um, in any great scale, uh, and equally we can't ship out toilet roll to France or Germany. Um, there is there is some of our sales, but but we're not going to get too excited about. It. There is some of our sales that of our wet wipe sales does go does go into into mainland Europe now, but it's really small, uh, and clearly we we obviously we obviously supply. Um, uh, Southern and Northern Ireland um, with with our products, but that's purely through the distribution channels that that existing UK retailers have. So um, export uh, or import of toilet toilet roll, kitchen towel uh, is not something that we either worry about or or think that is going to be a, a growth area for purely because of the the value of the product in the first place. What's the biggest threat to the business? I, I think the 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 biggest well, I, I, the biggest threat. Um, I think the biggest threats to the business, uh, in many ways, is are behind us. In the in the you know, if I go I go back four years when we had, um, a, you know, ten a dozen small um, uh, 
tissue business not dissimilar to Acryl at the time. Um, many of those have, have disappeared or have moved into markets that you know have, 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 have gone elsewhere uh, and are producing different things. Um, there, there was a threat, I suppose, to the business then with regard to the sheer number of small independents there were. Today, with the rationalization of the market, that 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 is disappearing. There's a lot more um sense around commercial um uh, uh control uh because of the, the fact there are three or four manufacturers in the UK. There's clearly a big opportunity, you know, what we we what what happens to Kimberly Clark, you know, um where 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 they where they progress. Um you know, if I look at mainland Europe, um, the brands there have declined quite dramatically. What often happens when when the market share of private label to brands hits hits sixty percent, you you normally see a, an acceleration um, away from from the brands uh, increases. Um, so, if anything, I suppose the threat to us is around potentially how we, we would react to that. But we're in, you know, we're in strategic relationships with 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 the majority of our of our customers um we have discussions around this pretty regularly um so we'd like to think that we would have we'd have some sight of of that and i suppose how we would react to that could be quite interesting but i think that would be my biggest threat and can you talk about the new John Dale production line versus the existing lines and seven delta lines so the um, uh, the reason why we were we we bought John Dale in the first place was it was already producing a water industry approved um, uh, wet wipe uh, which is flushable um, and the new machine that we have bought uh, that goes operational in the John Dale business again it is is a machine that will produce uh, um, a a a flushable water industry approved wipe. Uh, it clearly is a, of a new generation compared to the existing one. Um, uh, incredibly high speed um, with with limited um, manning on the machine. Um, so again, a, a very low cost producing uh, uh, line, capable of of, of 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 outputs of around fifteen to twenty million pounds worth of product can flow down that, depending on clearly the value of it at the time. Um, so uh, it, it's transformational for 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 John Daly in many ways, and the fact that the the scale of the business um, changes quite dramatically. Um, but we are we're very confident of of filling that line pretty quickly. As I said earlier, there's a there's a groundswell of of a move with the retailers of, of onboarding um, manufacturing of wet wipes back into the UK, and clearly with our investment, we're in a really strong place to to benefit from that and again the 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 seven delta business has uh pretty new uh machines already in place um uh that they they haven't been manning um uh, uh um on 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 full shifts uh, certainly across five days a week three shifts a day uh, and that's something that we can we can we know we can scale um limited investment required in our in the seven delta business um, but a great opportunity for us to to flow their product range into our existing customer base. And a question around client concentration. Can any one customer have a detrimental effect on the business if orders aren't forthcoming? 
Uh, well, the, the easy well the easy answer is no. Um, but there's no one customer bigger than uh, than twenty percent, and that's that's remained uh, in the organisation for some time. So, despite our growth, um, we've been able to to grow pretty consistently across a wide range of of uh, of of grocers and discounters. Um, it, it over the last twelve to eighteen months, we've seen bigger growth in in the larger grocers that we supply uh in comparison to the um to the we you know we were over indexed in the into the discounters um but that that balance is 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 starting to swing so there's a a real a real um nice cross section of 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 you know the the big four retailers grocers and 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 all of the discounters um, you know, we, as I said at the at the at the onset, we've we've got one grocer that we that we don't deal with. Um, you know, Seven Delta adds some more businesses that we didn't deal with, which is good. Um, and we'll continue to try and ensure that we supply everyone in the UK, uh, and we certainly will in- ensure that there's no one retailer dominates us. And why have administration costs been rising? Yeah, no problem. Um, I think just um, draw attention to a, a slight timing difference there in that we've had some costs come through this year that were slightly front-loaded versus the previous year. When I look out um, for the full year, um, I expect costs to be broadly broadly flat um, and in line, with, in line with last year. And how do you see the opportunity to sell into the industrial market? So, for example, wet wipes for hospitals? It's it's not a market that we in, that we intend to to move into. Um, it, it, you know, we we want to sell toilet rolling and uh, toilet roll into uh, into pubs and hotels, but only because they buy them from mainly now from Lidl and Aldi. And uh, and clearly, our position in the cash and carries is growing strongly. So we 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 do expect to see our toilet rolls in in pubs, restaurants, hotels, but it, it's more. To do with the fact that hell of a lot of those now buy them from the the, the people that we supply. So, uh, and again, our our cash and carry growth is is been strong over the last uh, certainly the last twelve months. Um, it, it the away from home market is, uh, or, or some people call it the out of home market, is not a market that we intend to go back into. Uh, we we exited that, um, you know. Uh, five years ago, and it's certainly not a market that we that we intend to return to. The the disinfectant wipes that 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 Seven Delta produce uh, will be sold um, into uh, the the grocers as I've described. Um, uh, yeah, so I, 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 it, it's not a market that we that we that we envisage as going back into at all. So. Um, we won't be supplying them. It's probably the easiest way of describing it. And that's the end of questions. Gareth, do you have any closing remarks? No, I'd just like to thank everyone for, for joining. Uh, I really appreciate the time everyone's given. I, I'm, I'm conscious uh, that, um, you know, that, that, that you know, it's a really exciting time for the group. Again, um, very much an organisation that's, um, that's now in a great position to continue to to really kick on and grow over the next uh, eighteen to twenty-four months, uh, and uh, I appreciate the uh, the time people are given, um, uh, and uh, and I'm really excited about the uh, uh, the next uh, passage for uh, for Acral as a group. So thank you very much indeed for listening.
PI World videos and podcasts are for general information and interest. They do not constitute any kind of recommendation or inducement to buy shares of any company. PI World is not offering any kind of financial advice and nothing in our material should be taken as such.